we are sitting on top of what we call a subduction zone. Subduction zone is where two plates collide. Sometimes they slide over each other, and when they slide, we have these earthquakes. So how big? Uh, magnitude 9 and greater. So these are the biggest earthquakes that can be created on Earth. And just to put that into context, right, we had this event on Friday evening in Morocco. So that was a 6.8, and that was by any measure devastating. And so we are talking about a single event that's a thousand times stronger than what we just saw in Morocco on Friday evening. So these are big. We need to think about these things. We need to do more work on them, and we need to prepare the community a lot better for its impact and make um, ourselves more resilient. You know, everybody always talks about the big one is yeah. coming. We just don't yeah. really know when or how big, right? And, and, and the problem here is the Pacific Northwest is quite unique. Um, we don't have um, many everyday little seismic events, little earthquakes popping up all over the place um, um, on an everyday scale. You know, other parts of the world, they do see that and they can use that as indicators, as data to try and figure out, you know, when this is coming, how many have happened. Now, we have other data sets that we can use to do that better. And those historic data sets, sets show us that these events can be as big as nine and they have occurred many times in the past. The most recent one being in January of 1700. And so we know, you know, on average, how often it happens, um, but that's an average and there's a big spread in that average. And so, you know, telling the public exactly when and where this will happen is very difficult. So we can't do that well just yet, but what we can do quite well, um, how much shaking will this area or that area or this location experience if it happens? So in other words, you could look at this, the Northwest and say, Portland's going to get hit harder than Seattle or vice versa. I mean, you could look at it, kind of narrow it down that way. So the focus is not to tell you when and where. And, and in any case, I mean, when this event happens, we can't stop it from happening. It's going to happen. And so what's the next step? What are the effects going to be? And so that's where a lot of focus is going. And, and you're right. As you said, if you just stand in Portland and you look around, the terrain there looks very different compared to what it looks like in Bend, for example, with the mountains around you. So all this terrain, all the structures and materials that are beneath your feet, they all affect how much shaking you will experience during such an event. And so we can quantify those changes through the area and through the region, and we can map that into earthquake hazard and kind of get a sense of what you will experience. So what, where's the, I guess, the worst place and the best place to be? Near mountains, far away from mountains? I mean, do you guys know that? You know, we have ideas right now, but I don't want to give too many details because this is exactly what we'll be working on. Gotcha. And in fact, you know, so, so, so what I've, you know, what I've described for you right now, I've talked a lot about science and that's only one of the pillars of the center. Uh, the second pillar of this new center is called community collaborations. And that's exactly the focus of that pillar. So what we want to do is that we're going to take the science that comes out of the center and we want to make it useful to the communities. And that question that you just asked is exactly the type of question that we will address within that pillar is we want to create information that has impact, that's useful, and we want to communicate that effectively and efficiently to the people that live in the Pacific Northwest and that might be impacted by this. In all of the research that you guys do, it's information that we would need before a quake like that happens so that we can save more lives. Exactly, exactly. So that we can, uh, you know, make people more prepared. We can increase resilience in the communities. 
there's a lot of information we need to gather, we need to make sense of, and there's been good work done, but it all needs to be put together. It needs to be put together because it's a complex system. It's a very difficult problem to solve by yourself or by any one institution. And that's why we have such a big group, diverse group of scientists and community members that are coming together all under one roof and working on this, because that's the only way how we're going to make progress on this by just putting this big, difficult problem together and synthesizing it and, and giving that information that the community really needs um, on the ground. Now, with, you know, with Morocco just having the quake, it's, it's very front of mind. Yeah. I mean, that's a 6.8. I would imagine their infrastructure is not as uh, earthquake proof as, you know, here on the West Coast. We've, we've come a long way. So a 6.8 here and a 6.8 there would be a, a big difference. It, it, it would be a big difference. And, and of course, it also depends on where the 6.8 occurs. And is it near population centers or is it in the mountains somewhere? Is it shallow? Is it deep? Um, or what, what is the source mechanism of, of that event? So, so we have to address a couple of questions first before we get to the, the impact. And yes, you are right in terms of progress and infrastructure. We are, you know, and in many ways ahead, but we're not as far ahead as we think we are. You know, even in California, where they've made a lot of progress in terms of earthquake preparedness, um, there's still a lot of lot of work to do. It's 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 um I can't emphasize emphasize that enough. And so yes, we are better prepared, but but we're never as prepared as we need to be for these for these major events and and it's understandable because they're very infrequent um you know we live in the moment you know we have other problems and risks that that confront us every day and so this is something very infrequent but it's something we have to think about because you know when it does happen uh, there there will be an aftermath and, and a lot of unexpected consequences from that do we know i mean i'm sure that number has been thrown out there before how big of an earthquake we could withstand yeah, like I, like I said before, you know, we, we know subduction zones in general produce the largest events. So I'm talking about larger than magnitude nine events. If we look at Cascadia or the Pacific Northwest specifically, um, many estimates show that we have experienced around a magnitude nine before in the past. And as I said, to put it in context of the Morocco event, that was a 6.8. A magnitude nine is is a thousand times more energy. So I mean, it's it's a significantly larger single event compared to something that, that just happened in uh, in Morocco over there. And so, yes, so, so all indicators are that a magnitude 9 is possible, it has happened, and it will surely happen again in the future. It's not a question of if, but when. It was 1700 when we had our last 9.0. Yeah, yeah, January, January 1700. Um, you know, there's, there's records from um, other parts of the world that, uh, you know, they, they could see effects of tsunamis from this event, for example. We know all the Native American communities have great records of, of past events in the area. And, you know, there's, there's been information coming from that side. And we have other indicators. You know, we have effect on, on the coasts of the Pacific Northwest where we can see trees being chopped off and, and large amounts of ground being moved around. And you can map that back in time. So we have various indicators and data sets that show us that this has happened um, in 1700 and even before that. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty confident about these numbers. And so it's just a case of, yeah, what does this mean now for the future? And that's what the center is all about. Yeah, that sounds scary. 
we want to kind of avoid people being unexpecting to these things. And we want to quantify for them, you know, what, what could potentially happen and, and what the potential aftermath could be. But yeah, it, it is scary. It is scary. And we feel that we appreciate that. And, you know, that's the reason why we are so passionate about this. And we are so excited to, to, to get to work on this because, like I said, there's a lot of work to do, but we want to help, you know, we want to improve uh, our communities and, and how prepared they are for this.